Booking podcast interviews is something that most podcasts do. Most shows use podcast interviews to grow and get more listeners and build their audience and all of that stuff. But today I want to break down how you can use podcast interviews more successfully and how you can actually speed up the process of booking, make it a lot easier. Because when you're reaching out to bigger names like celebrities, like athletes, actors, all of this stuff, you wanna make sure the process is seamless for them and their team. You wanna make it as easy as possible to get them on your calendar, get all the details, and get them on the actual call. So today, let's talk about how to book a podcast interview. What's up, people? I'm Coach Chris. Thank you for tuning in to Pod Central. I appreciate you being here. If you're listening on the podcast, shout out to you. I really appreciate that. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button right now. We we'll really appreciate that because we're just going to break down a simple process that I've been using to book podcast interviews for years. And I want to give you some tools that will make the entire podcast booking process really easy. All right. So step one is to figure out who you want to have on your show and why. I think when people launch podcasts now, they see others going viral on YouTube. They see interviews going crazy on Instagram or Twitter, the clips and stuff. And they think, man, if I have a podcast, it would be great. And I want to talk to this person and that person. But what you don't want to get into is that trap of your entire show is built around interviews. I see so many podcasts that are pigeonholed in only doing interviews. Their audience doesn't know who they are. Their audience doesn't care who they are. They have no connection with the people that they're creating content for. And that's because they only do interviews. So in the beginning, you got to figure out who you want to actually have on your show and why you want to have them on there. How do they benefit your listener? That's a key, key thing, man. Because one thing that'll happen when you get your podcast rolling, once you get ranked anywhere, like in its actual top 200, not just saying you're there, but when you actually get there, you'll get emails, direct messages on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere, nonstop with people asking to be a guest on your show. And you have to know who your ideal guest is. You got to know who that is. If I gave you the celebrity list of guests that are willing to be on your podcast this month, could you pick five of those people and they all have some kind of alignment and it just have a flow with your show and it'd be valuable to your audience? You need to know who is valuable. So for me, for example, if I could interview celebrities and certain people on Pod Central, right, on this show, I'll be looking to have people that are podcasters and not just celebrities and whoever it is because they started a podcast last week. I'm talking about veteran podcasters, people that have a name that have built a brand in podcasting that are like in the industry. An example of that would be somebody like Joe Button, somebody that is obviously was famous for rapping and all that stuff. But I would argue that more people now listen to Joe Button than they did when he was rapping. And that's no disrespect or slight to him. It's just he's a good podcaster. Simple as that. Joe Button is a great podcaster, so that'd be the perfect guest for Pod Central. Somebody else who's like a fringe type of guest would be Kevin Hart. Does Kevin Hart have a podcast? Yes, he does. But he's not known for podcasting, so he wouldn't fit for my show as much. Would I love to interview Kevin Hart? Obviously, yes. But would it fit with my show just as much? It just would not. That's why it's important to know who the best guests are for your show. And don't just take people just because. Like I, I see so many podcasters doing this. This person has 20,000 followers. So I'm going to interview them on my show. The reality is that person probably isn't going to be a great guest because they don't fit your show. They probably won't even share your show with their audience because most people are just lazy and selfish with their audiences. And thirdly, if it doesn't do those first two things, you're not wasting your time and having somebody in the spot that could go to another person that will fit better. For me, I don't have an unlimited amount of time to do podcast interviews. 
I usually do interviews like one week out of the month and I'm doing as many as I can during that time and usually have slots for about six interviews. I don't have 15 slots available. I don't have that kind of bandwidth. So with that being said, I want to be selective with who I have on my show. So you see this whole first part is about who the guest is, why, what they're going to talk about, the value for your audience, all of that stuff. That's what this first part is. You got to figure that part out before we get to anything else. Because if I show you how to book the guests and the whole process and the question you ask, if I show you all of that stuff, it's useless if you get the wrong guest. So before we even get to that, make sure you understand who the guest is that you want, what value they're giving to your audience, what you are going to talk about. If they have something to promote, you need to know all of that stuff early on. Now, part two of this is the actual booking process. How do you get somebody that says, yes, I want to be on your show. I'm excited to be a guest from the DMs or emails, whatever it is to actually be on the show. Most podcasters do this thing where it's an email back and forth. I'm available at this time. Are you available at this time on this day? And it's a back and forth thing. And it takes you a week alone to schedule the interview. That's not necessary. It's just not. Or what some podcasters have upgraded to is Calendly, which is a decent booking system. It's great. I used it for years where people would send you a in this system. You have a link where people can go and put their questions in and in the Calendly booking system, it's not set up for you as a podcaster. So it leaves a lot to be desired, right? There are certain elements that you want to have for an interview that you just can't get with the Calendly booking system. I know this because I used it for years, not like a couple months. I've been a Calendly user for years, but on pod central, you can get all of the information you need from your guests very early on. And the best part about this is whether you're interviewing somebody that's a beginner entrepreneur or just a friend that you want to have on the show, or you're interviewing some top level, a list celebrity, right? No matter which guests you're getting, this tool helps you get all the information all in one place. So you can set up that same booking link like you would on Calendly. And then when the person goes there, whether it's them or it's their assistant, they can input things like their bio, the links that they have for their platforms, maybe the product they want to promote. They can add in their headshot, which is super important. And the best part about this is once you get all that information in the booking system, now you don't have to worry about going back and finding it in your email or one of my least favorite things about doing interviews is when people send me a link to their headshot that's in a Google Drive folder, but I don't have access to the Google Drive folder. So I got to send another email and they missed the email. So I got to send another message. All of that headache is gone because when you use Pod Central, all of your information from your interviews goes into one place. Now, when it's time to make content for your interviews and all of that stuff, when it's time to write the show notes, everything is right there and it's easy for you to grasp. This condenses your workflow and it makes you look more professional. Imagine if you interview one of those A-list celebrities. Imagine if I interviewed Joe Button and after the show, I got to go back and reach out to somebody on his team like, hey, I still need this and this detail that just it makes you look bad. So to avoid all of that early on and up front, I want to send you a form where you get everything up front. Select the date and time that works for you, all of that. And that just condenses this interview process that for years has been really clunky. For me, I've done maybe over 500 interviews now. I've done so many interviews that I know what the process is like inside and out. And I know that the Pod Central system is the best one by far because every other system requires you to go somewhere else and get the information or ask for access over here and you need permissions over there. You don't need all of that. 
with Pod Central is all done in one place. And that's going to save you a lot in terms of the booking process. When I had an interview with Alan Dibb, I actually interviewed Alan Dibb twice. And he's author of the one page marketing plan. It was a New York Times bestseller or something like that. I know it was Amazon bestseller, like a real bestseller. Like it's so I think a million copies. I'm not 100 percent sure. But one of the best authors we have out right now, one of the best marketers we have. And I interviewed him twice on the show. And one of the biggest compliments he gave me was that my booking system was great, that he loved it. So that's just something to say, look, man, people notice things like that when you have a professional system running, right? You have this content, you have this platform, and the way you book guests and stuff, that says a lot about your brand. That says a lot about how people will be treated. Let's say I interview some super celebrity that everybody knows and they have a bad experience. They're not going to tell they should come on my show. Even if the interview was good and the content was good, if they have a bad experience behind the scenes in terms of setting things up and it's just too much of a headache, they're not going to refer anybody else to the show. And I don't want that. I want them to refer people because that's how the interview system really works is off of referrals. Now, the third part is after show. What do you do after the actual interview? This is where most podcast hosts drop the ball. I think this is where you could really dominate in terms of getting people to market your show the referral strategy, all of that. So I'm going to lay out my entire process to you. Step one, you want to send a follow-up email to if it was the guests themselves that booked the interview or it was somebody like on their team or their assistant or whatever. I think you should send a follow-up, inter not interview, but a follow-up message between a week and a half later just saying thank you. Thank you for being a guest. Thank you for being on the show. Just to keep that connection there. This is where I would also suggest you send part of the email should be Hey, if you have anybody that you think will be a great fit for the show, send them over. The best part about this is, again, if this is somebody that's like upper echelon, that's relevant in the space. If you had a marketing podcast, you interviewed Seth Godin, and then you ask him for three people and he gives you three people. That would be amazing. So that follow-up email is so simple because you can have a template for that. It's easy because it's not something you got to keep thinking up a new strategy all the time. You don't need to do that. It's a simple, hey, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate having an amazing guest like you. Our conversation was incredible. Now, I would love to have some of your connections on. If you know anybody that would be great for the show that you think would, you know, fit the audience well, please send them my information. That simple message can get you so many amazing guests for your show. Now, the second part of this is to actually send them content. Now, I wouldn't do this if it's like the top level celebrity or whatever it is. I wouldn't pressure them with posting content on their socials. It's a waste of time because I know they're not going to post it. Like they're not. If somebody has a million followers on Instagram, you may get a story post for an hour. That's it. Like you're not getting somebody with 50K on Instagram to post on their feed and leave it there and stuff. Like they just don't move that way. You can't be mad at them for that. You don't really let it go. Unless your show is bigger than their brand, you should not expect them to post on their socials. You shouldn't. Just don't look for it to happen. If they do it, great. That's why I'm saying you should send the content. But don't blow them up and get mad if they don't do it. I think it's better to not even expect it. Right? I don't even expect people to post the content for my interviews. I'm like, okay, it's whatever. You don't post it, whatever. If you do post it, that's great. Thank you so much. For so many years, podcast hosts have leaned on other people's audience to grow their show that we've lost track of, like, how do you get people to actually present you to their audience? And the truth is, let's say this person does post you to their 10K followers on Instagram. How do you know even five of those people are going to care enough? Some of them will go and watch. I do this on YouTube all the time where I'll go and watch somebody that's on another YouTuber's channel, but 
I never watched that YouTube channel again. I'm just here because you got my boy on. That's it. That happens a lot. So you shouldn't expect that you're going to grab a lot of their audience or even 5% of it. Don't even expect it because it just will leave you frustrated. So that's really the entire booking process. When I look at booking podcast interviews, first of all, I do it in a season. I don't see it as I'm trying to go and book an interview every week. For me, I like to produce my shows in three month intervals. So I have 12 episodes for my interviews, 12 episodes for my round table, and then 12 episodes for my solo content. And the solo content is obviously easy. I record that when I have the time, edit it, all of that good stuff. The round tables are actually harder than the interviews because I got to get three people or sometimes four people on a call at the same time. Like that right there could be a lot versus when I'm just doing the one-on-one -on -one interviews, that process just makes it easy. I have a list of people that fit the theme, reach out to them, give them the booking link and we go through that whole process. And then after our interview is done, let them know when it's scheduled, thank them for being on the show and all of that good stuff. So if you're using interviews, don't expect it to grow your show. I would advise you to use podcast interviews to grow your brand, meaning your relationships, your authority, your connections, all of that. that would be much more real. I guess I would like to say that's like more realistic. I believe that from the people I've had on my shows over the years, I've been able to build more brand, get more opportunities and more authority than I have built an audience from it. Because again, the audience thing is it's great and it's a great possibility, but I also love that having this person on my show got me a referral for my business and I made money. That's dope. That's amazing. So that's the process for booking your interviews. Now I know you probably got other questions or whatever it is. So there's your process for booking better podcast interviews a whole lot easier. Now, if you have any other questions, hit me up on Twitter at Chris podcasting. Before you go, make sure you check out the podcast booster package. It's down below. It's a complete quick wins module on one of my courses that breaks down exactly how you can grow your show within five days. Like literally some basic tactics that are often overlooked, overcomplicated by us as podcasters. But when you execute it, I promise you, you're going to see an instant impact on your download numbers. You'll have some proof of that. I guarantee it. So if you have any other comments or questions or whatever, hit me on Twitter at Chris Podcasting. I'll see you next time.